0: Welcome to the Life After Life podcast, where we explore our soul's physical and non physical journey. I'm Madonna. Let's discuss angels, guides, and loved ones from the other side. Hi! Good to see you. Well, I hope everybody's doing great. We finally got some chilly weather here in Dallas, and it feels pretty good, actually. I had the fireplace on. Love it. <laughs> Well, I had an interesting conversation with my guides recently that I would like to share with you. One of my questions to them from the very beginning of this, if you've listened to my podcast, which I guess maybe started April or May, it was very much that my guides had been pushing me to do this for quite some time. And I finally stepped into the podcasting world truly without any understanding of where this was going to go. I really thought the message was help people understand that we really don't die. When we lose a loved one, there's just nothing worse, right? And I don't, it doesn't matter who that is. If you love them, it's a void in your life. And even though I have the gift, the ability to communicate with people on the other side, It still hurts when you lose someone. The consolation is that I know they are okay, and I know the things that I'm sharing with you through this podcast. So I really thought that was the message here, and my concern was, how long can you talk about that message? And it certainly quickly, very quickly, opened up that the message goes beyond that to you know it's not just this lifetime there are multiple lifetimes and then it went on to this is about the soul's journey not just in this lifetime but across lifetimes and how the soul works how it functions what you know about our soul pods and just share with you what has been shared with me so that's pretty exciting and i love i love 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 that and what i've been asking my guides is you know I'm just kind of following. Lead me on to what I'm supposed to talk about, where I'm supposed to go with this. I completely just stepped out into faith, and I'm absolutely going where I feel led to go. And, I, and I'm loving it. I mean, it's a lot of work. Don't get me wrong. Thomas and I are working 12, 14-hour days, seven days a week, to pull all this together and loving every minute of it. So what my guides recently shared with me is that expanding is okay to go on beyond this. And my concern was some of the things that I've already shared with you are pretty out there, right? If you've know, if you always had conventional or traditional religion, you listen to some of this stuff and you're like, that woman has lost her mind. And my sister and I were just talking about that the other day. And I said, you know, if I have would not have experienced, seen, felt, heard, and had the experiences that I've had throughout my life, I honestly don't know that I would buy it. I mean, I'm pretty left-brained, scientific, you know, prove it to me. And so I would probably be a pretty big skeptic And even though this stuff happens to me, I spent a lot of my lifetime trying to figure out what it is. What is this? When my sister said, normal people don't do this, I'm like, well, what do normal people do? What is normal? And what is this? What do you mean? What are you talking about? So, along with that, along with all of these, like, experiences. (laughs) experiences. <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes I think they're so cool and sometimes they're so out there and then they're just a little wonky. So, whatever your descriptor is for those, you know, there's you got to kind of think about this sometimes and that has led me on to some really in-depth studying and thinking it through. And the thing that has happened through my lifetime, I shared with the, shared this in an earlier podcast Um, Fred Dodson, the author, Thomas has done a lot of audiobooks for him. Fred and I were talking on the phone, and we've had many very, very similar experiences through our life, from childhood on up, and the difference, I love this, and dang it, at the same time, the difference is, as a kid, teenager, and young adult, as I was frantically looking for books searching any sources of information that would help me explain what's going on, there was nothing available or very, very little available. And I kind of was like, oh, my gosh, my sister's right. I'm not normal. Other people don't experience this, and there isn't even material available about it. Oh, my gosh. So Fred Dodson was having the same thing. He's like, what is this stuff? And he's looking for books and material on it. And his attitude was, oh, my gosh, there is nothing available to explain this stuff. So I'm going to write it. (laughs) I was like, ah, never entered my mind that that was mine to do. I just thought she was right. There's something wrong with me. (laughs) So I have, because of that, I think that early on there just wasn't material available. As I've gotten older, I've made the intentional decision that I don't read other people's accounts of my experiences. Like, um, I don't, you know, parallel universes. One time as a child, I did experience a parallel universe. At the time, I didn't have any idea that that's what it was called. I just knew that that was something different. Um, You know, aliens. I, I used to just beg that i be carried off on an alien spaceship. <laughs> Maybe I was a little wonky. You know, just get me out of this house. I want to go away. Take me away. And so what, what I decided as an adult is I really want to be authentic in my experiences. And when I'm sharing my stories and I'm sharing processes, whether it's in trainings or just communicating, I don't want there to even be some little blip of a memory, subconscious memory of somebody else's, whether it be true or not, but their story of how something happened. And I don't want that to infiltrate my memory. I want to be really authentic with that. And then, you know, it's your job as a on your path of discovery to decide what information you're going to gather and so forth. The other piece of this, this is just a little sidebar, especially parents because my kids all saw to, well, they we've, they're all clear, right? They have some sort of a clear, clear audience, clear sentient, uh, whatever they, you know, a mixture, but all three of my biological children are, are like that or were when they were younger so we, I never allowed them to watch scary movies or especially not any sort of movie that would deal with anything supernatural, anything considered with ghosts or mediums or like the movie The Sixth Sense, Amityville Horror. I mean, they're way too young for that stuff. But um, anyway, they, we just never did that. And when, my, when one of my daughters was in middle school and all her friends were into scary movies, she asked me why. And my response was, because you really see them. You really know what people out of body that our society calls ghosts. You know what that really is. And you know that they, they can't hurt you. They have no desire to hurt you. When they see you, they're just kind of freaked out that you're seeing them. They're not used to that. They cannot impose no being can hurt you without your permission there's just for like some cosmic law around that you can stop it, and that's the thing though is people don't know that and here's the other thing with the the movies. The reason I told her we don't watch scary movies is because we know it's not scary. People like a rush of adrenaline and they like that fright they want to be scared so Even though you know it can't happen, when you're watching that movie and you do get scared and you get that rush of adrenaline because it's been changed into something that it isn't to make the story more exciting and scary, that is now somewhere in the back of your mind, right? In your subconscious or dancing around in the back of your mind. So next time you have an encounter with an out-of-body being, That memory, that, oh man, what if, is going to jump up to the surface and you get that adrenaline rush because you can never unsee it. And now that which has never been scary is all of a sudden scary because your mind is playing games with you and your subconscious wants to protect you. Its job is to say, what if, and you know, that's a danger and alert you. So you can't unsee it. You can't take that piece away so why go there in the first place? We just don't. And that made perfect sense to her. And then, you know, my son had to give it a shot because that's what he does. And he decided he was watching some scary movies, and then he was really sorry that he did that because he's like, you're right, you can't unsee it. That wasn't a good idea. And he spent a lot of time being really scared. So parents please be careful of what you're allowing your kids to watch. And actually, everybody, just, you know, think about it from that perspective, especially if you're wanting to nurture your your abilities to contact people on the other side. If you've programmed your subconscious mind that it's dangerous or scary, it just makes it that much harder to nurture your ability. So as I think about all of the vast topics and situations and places that these conversations go. I've been asking my guides about that. Can I go there? Can I, it feels like it's deviating slightly from what I thought this original podcast would be, which is just that we don't die, that we continue to live on the other side of the veil. And I've been given the thumbs up. Actually, what they said is it's about growth. It's always about growth and gaining knowledge and increasing your awareness, raising your vibration. So I'm excited to branch off into sort of new conversations and I will still continue to answer questions. Please send them to me at Majana at Life After Life Radio. I love those questions. And I'm just excited about kind of going into some other topics, deepening our conversations. And I don't know if you've ever seen the movie um, what the bleep do we know? Okay, I love that movie. And there's a line in there, my absolute favorite, which they say several times is, how far down the rabbit hole are you willing to go? And that is exactly what this feels like sometimes. When you're dealing with this conversation, when you're dealing with quantum physics and, and some just metaphysical topics, sometimes it's when you can finally wrap your head around wow, there's more than just this life on earth and the perceptions as we understand them. And you open up to go beyond that. Then you get to a new level and you're like, well, if that's possible, then this is possible. And it truly does feel like a rabbit hole sometimes because it just goes on and on and on. And I'm really excited to share some of those and get into conversations about some of those topics with you. So I'm going to end this podcast on one final story and then just kind of looking forward to getting into some new topics as we move forward. Not that we won't still talk about everything we've already been talking about. We're just broadening our horizons. So I may have already shared this in some previous podcast, but I just think it's a kind of a cool one and it's sort of a rabbit hole. So this happened when Brock was little. I want to say he was less than two years old. He was waking up in the morning, and his dad brought him to me because he wasn't actually able to fully wake up. So when he brought Brock to me, his Brock's eyes were open. It looked like he was awake, but he was not really crying but kind of whining, Very uh, concerned, scared, uncomfortable. Like he, the bottom line was he just wasn't back in this world. He was sort of caught between the two worlds. And his eyes were, his pupils were a little freaky, honestly, because they were very completely dilated. So they were just huge, right? His eyes just looked black. And his dad never really bought into this stuff, it went against his upbringing and he just did not want to accept it. Even when it was really in his face, it would kind of freak him out and he would just leave. And he literally brought Brock into me and said, handed him to me and said, fix him. It was just more than he could handle. So I was talking to Brock and he wasn't really, at first he wasn't hearing me, so I kept saying his name and kept talking to him until I could tell he he acknowledged me. He didn't look at me, and he was battling something in some other dimension, and it was kind of scary. And I told him, I said, tell it no. Tell it no. Leave you alone and ask your angels to help. So I was telling Brock, giving him the exact words to say, and he finally, it finally filtered through and he heard me and he did. He said, you know, he was saying, no, stop it. And he called his angels and asked the angels to help. And he came out of it. But this was probably from the time he came to me until he was out back to his normal self. You know, it was probably four, maybe five minutes, which isn't a terribly long time until, you, until you're in that situation. And it seems like it is a long time. So he had, he came out of it and was, you know, looking at me like, what was that? He did have memory of it, but it was over. It was over with, it was done. He knew he was fine. Okay, time to go play. No big deal. And I think that's just what we do a lot. A lot of time in sessions, that comes across that whomever I'm sitting with is a force of light is a light worker and does a lot of traveling in our sleep. We think, I think many of us do that. We travel to different dimensions while we're sleeping. It's often that we are fighting for the greater good. You know, it's not all great energy out there, but we take care of that and we are forces for light. The force is with us, or should I say with us the force is, as Yoda might say. So as my guides gave me the thumbs up on branching out into a broader array of topics, they also have given me some direction on services that I should be providing. And I got to tell you, all this is fun, and I'm really excited about this. There are three sort of new um, readings or services that I am either doing on my own or with Thomas as a direct result of suggestions by my guides. So one of those is that Thomas and I are doing astrology reports together. My guides told me that if we have a chart, somebody wants us to look at their chart because, you know, your astrology chart is, okay, it's your whole life. And there are even hints towards past and uh, previous and future lives in that chart as to where you're growing to and from. So my guide said that they will come and bring with them the other people's guides and they will talk about hotspots in the chart as it pertains to this lifetime. So we did this for the first time a couple of weekends ago when we had a live event and it was with families. It was so cool that we would have parents and their children sitting with us and pull up their chart. And it was just truly amazing how the guides would come in and talk about hotspots in their lifetime that are or will be prevalent. And as a family, how do you deal with this? And how do you curtail it? Because that's what this is all about, right? It's it's education and it's growth and supporting each other on our journeys with love so we were truly just blown away by some of the things that showed up during that time. So that is one of them, astrology charts Thomas and I are doing together. Another one is my guides told me, it was just wild, about a reading using cards as a basis. Now, I have this deck of cards that I got in Sedona, Arizona years ago with zero intention of getting a deck of cards and it was clear to me that this was going to be my deck. It's really a soul deck. I mean, this deck of cards has just amazing art. It's, a, it's absolutely beautiful. But man, this deck cuts to the chase. It goes right to your soul lessons in the situation as well as in the lifetime. So it's a pretty deep deck of cards. So what my guides told me is that will be the basis of these new sessions. And there's a two-hour session that sounds like a long time, and, and it is, and it is just jam-packed. I mean, seriously, every time I do it, I'm blown away. So I do, your your guides would come in in this session and tell me which decks of cards. It's multiple decks of cards, but the basis is the soul deck. And then the other cards just layer and reinforce, and your guides are there. And I ask them, why are we using cards? And the response was, because they are such great visuals and with the soul deck, especially, it's not uncommon that your guides will suggest that you sit or meditate with one of the, one of the cards, the images on the cards, because they're so, well, there's a big call to action and there's the, they're just deep so they like, and they suggested using these because of the it's very visual, and then it's all recorded, so you can go back and look at the card on the tape on the video and focus on it, meditate on it, or journal with it, whatever whatever you want to do with it. So I'm just blown away by that one, and it, it's two hours. So then I, after doing several of those, I was like, wow, this is pretty intense, and not everybody has two hours. Or maybe they were not sure they would want to do two hours. So they gave me the thumbs up to do a shorter version. So there is also a one-hour version that uses fewer cards, but same thing, same format. They let me know which cards, and the soul deck is the basis of it. So anyway, those are just some new, very fun and cool things that we have going on, and I'm really, really excited about them. And whoever on your soul team, besides just your guides... I did this with one lady and her grandmother came through because it was very suiting to... Actually, she's wanting to start a new business and her grandmother is very excited and came through to offer her support with that. So it's not just your guides. If there's a soul team member, other than guides that need to come through, they'll they'll show up as well. So real excited about that. Okay, I'm going to jump off and look forward to the next conversation. And I already know the topic because somebody emailed in and I think it's pretty cool. So we're going to talk about energy next time around. Until then, let me hear from you. I would love it. Majana at Life After Life Radio. We also have a new website, soulfoodtalks.com. S-O-U-L, foodtalks.com. Let me know what you think of that. We've been working diligently on it. All right, y'all. Take care. Namaste.